It's the rising of the sun It's the bite in the air Anticipation rides in my veins A day like this must be rare My foul life is in full swing No telling what tomorrow may bring So let it fly, cover the sky I won't explain, I can't compromise And ride with me in my foul life What a freaking awesome song to talk about. Uh, really just the heart of Waterfowl, which is Chasing the Migration. So if you guys hadn't heard that, that's was, I don't know if it still is, but that was the intro to uh, the Foul Life intro by 2AM Logic. That song's old, but it's freaking awesome. Gets you pumped up when you're, you know, like you said, chasing those white lines, getting after it uh, with the boys and the rigs and the pickups, hauling to uh, wherever you're going. So like for us in Georgia, you know, usually 15, 16 hour hauls. When we go to NODAC here in uh, less than 30 days, actually, it's uh, it's more like a 24 hour, 26, seven hour drive. So uh, just use that song, get you pumped up and get in the trucks and uh, get going. So let's get to the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Part-Time Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gross, back with another one. You guys are getting spoiled this week because last week, well, the last couple weeks, early goose season has kind of had us running around like a chicken with our head cut off, super busy schedules. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm in the retail business on my side of my actual work week, so that's always fun, but kind of got behind, but we already had an episode number 33, and this is episode 34, chasing down that holy grail of 50 and moving on to 100 this season, guys. Really getting some good guests on here. And on the other end of the mic, I've got Joey and Garrett from Chasing Migration Trailers, and excited to have them on. And uh, boys, uh, again, just thanks for having uh, taking the time out to be on the show with us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just getting you guys out there, you know, where, uh, you know, tell us, uh, you know, your guys, people love social media now. So like you guys have, if you have an individual Instagram page, uh, go ahead and shout that out, but then also shout out, you know, where you guys can find you on the IG for Chasing Migration. Uh, as, as far as uh, individually, uh, Garrett Busby on Instagram and Facebook. And for business, uh, again, for Instagram and Facebook, uh, both at Chasing Migration Trailers. Awesome. And and, and then, uh, Joey, you, you have one uh, Instagram handle? or uh, You know, I'm on it. Um, and, and Garrett would have to even tell you what, uh, what my, what my handle is. I, I'm, I'm not even sure. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got I'm, you. I'm a good bit older than Garrett. Uh, Garrett is my son. Oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, Absolutely. And I, I think I was texting Gary earlier today and, uh, I, I noticed right off the bat, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier today, Gary, but uh, that 601 area code is kind of burned in my mind. I had a really good experience. I'm, long story short, I moved out to Brandon, that area, for uh, Southeastern Freight back in the day when I was in their leadership training program and uh, spent almost a year and a half out there. Man, I, I actually really like Mississippi. I thought everybody that I had encounters with was super nice, good food. I live like two seconds from that Bass Pro right there, so like I was, you know – dating my wife at the time you know single well not we're not single but didn't have a wife in the apartment with me so like every weekend bass pro shops going to flowwood eating all that good food dude i'm telling you that that was a fun time and no I, I love mississippi and that was some of my you know first out-of-state duck hunting experiences too which we can 
we can dive into that also. But but uh, yeah, so like, give us a background, like, tell the audience, you know, kind of a little bit about yourself. You guys can take turns, like, you know, what part of the country you're from. Obviously, Mississippi, like, how you got into waterfowl, like, how that even got started, and uh, that'll kind of lead us into chasing migration, how that got started too. So so when you guys take it away. Yeah, Garrett here. Um, yeah, as far as waterfowl, on uh, dad got me into it at a young age. It's uh, just growing to be growing to be a passion for me, not necessarily a hobby, but something I really enjoy doing from, uh, yeah, as early as September back into February, you know, late snow season. So, um, yeah, it's really just a passion for both of us. Something we really enjoy doing together as well. That's awesome. Joey, let, let's, let, let's hear a little bit of your background. Like were you influenced by like, like your dad or granddad or how did that kind of get started? Uh, older brothers, uh, is, uh, had a huge influence and, and my father, um, you know, growing up, we were primarily, uh, deer hunters here. And, and as we got, uh, got older, we got into, uh, waterfowl and what especially intrigued me was the dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get, uh, hang around some pretty intelligent people in that field. Uh, that have taken a ton of time with me over the years and, and taught me. And, you know, I tell people uh, duck hunting, there's two things I, I truly enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy working a large group of birds. And I, I more than that, enjoy watching good dogs work. Yes, I would 100% agree. You, you, you need to shoot some birds for that to happen. But, um, uh, you know, we work dogs uh, constantly here, uh, raise our own mallards for training purposes. Uh, so I, that I enjoy thoroughly. Uh, we spend probably uh, four to five days a week uh, training dogs. Wow. I really, really enjoy that. Oh, I yeah. Grew up, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I grew up training horses, uh, you know, uh, have a farm all that stuff so it, it was amazing uh the the translation from horses to dogs uh, and and i had a trainer who had been doing it for you know 40 years wow. uh, tell me what an easy transition it would be because of my background and and i'll be honest with you originally i thought they were crazy <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's a ton of similarities honestly it's just building blocks oh yeah i know and, and and that's something that i mean it the the whole dog thing like that aspect of the waterfowl world i really really urge guys to you know if they're, if they're curious or they've owned labs before but never have have driven you know and not just labs but any of the gun dog breeds like if you haven't gone down that path it's almost like it's almost like you, you watch a like duck hunting like envision it's like an old time black and white movie and you love it. It's like going to an IMAX for the first time. It just gets a, it peels the onion one more layer and it's like, yeah. dude, I did not know what I was missing. Like not you know in not not just and now it is a, a financial ish deal. I mean you're fully committed to you know whatever that dog's doing and having good training and good resources to get him get him or her where she needs to be and be safe and and where they can enjoy it too but man it's such a cool experience to like i've got buddies that's done that and they finally got a finished dog and you know puppy to then you know kind of cradle to grave type deal and and man they, they would almost like rather just sit there and watch their dog pick up birds they don't even care about their shotgun anymore and it's just no, like man that's when you get to that level and 
and, you know, really got a tuned up dog and guys that know him and, you know, trust hunting around them. And man, that, that's just, gosh, what a cool experience. It, it really does. It, it changes the game as far as hunting. You, know, you you see it from a different perspective and it really, you know, shows you, and helps you appreciate what's really happening there. Yeah. And, and, and recognizing the intelligence of those animals, you know, and, and the weeks you put into teaching uh, uh, certain scenarios and, and to watch them uh, execute that in the field, you know, is, is, uh, is extremely pleasing to me. Yes, yes. See, seeing the dog progress or like maybe they get hung up in a certain aspect of the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the training profile to get them to where they're completely, you know, finished. And, you know, it's kind of cool. Like some guys care about ribbons and, in, in that world, and some guys don't care if their dog ever has a ribbon hanging around their neck. They'd rather just have a really good gun dog, and that's kind of cool, too. You kind of get what, you know, you, you, you put in and you get out what you put in in it. You know, you really can invest in that dog, or you can just have a good gun dog. You know, there's no, there's no and there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> you know. So it's, uh, it's, it is really cool to see that to see that progression. It's funny that we're talking about dogs right now because I had one of my really good buddies, and I'll shout out to uh, 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 Chad Huff from team take him. He's got an awesome Instagram page. Him and his family is going through a real bad time right now. So if you guys out there in podcast land, if you hear this, uh, the at team take him page, go shoot him some good vibes, some prayers, man. He lost a, a really good uh, dog uh, today. I, I haven't got a chance to call him and really dive into what's happened. You know, it's probably the last thing he wants to talk about, but uh, he lost a, a really good dog. His name was tough. Uh, he was actually out of uh, Tony Vandermore's uh, one of his, I can't remember if it was the one that, got on that Benelli film with him, or maybe it was the one after that, but it was one of uh, Tony Vandermore's really good uh, gun dogs, one of his sons. So Chad got him as a puppy, and, I mean, like most people do, they invest thousands of dollars, thousands of hours, and he's been all over the place. He went to uh, West Texas with us and hunted cranes, which that's a whole different ball game, and uh, puddle ducks and hunting back home with him in Indiana. But I know that him and his family, he's got uh, three kids, wife, I guarantee you it's probably one of the worst days of our life. So I just shout out to, to, to Chad, and we're really thinking about you, buddy. I hate that, and, uh, you know, it just really sucks. And I wish you guys a lot of peace today. So we're thinking about you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, guys, so on a, on a more positive note, <laughs> let's, uh, let, <laughs> let, let's dive into chasing migration, man. How did that even – I mean, you guys obviously have a waterfowl back, background. You lived in one of the – you live in one of the best flyways, really, historically, and um, – Mississippi's famous for a lot of ag, <clears throat> depending on where you're at. Uh, you know, of course, in the state, like most most people, when I think of Mississippi, I think of the Delta. You know, hunting uh, rice fields, pit blinds, that kind of thing. And uh, trailers are just a huge aspect now in the waterfowl game. And I want to kind of hear the story. How did this? How did this business idea kick off? And you know, what was kind of the the uh, the method behind the madness there? You know, it, I guess it, the, the idea probably started uh, several years ago. Uh, you know, we were constantly uh, carrying two trucks and, you you know, the beds were completely packed and you were trying to find somewhere to put a dog. And inevitably, you couldn't carry everything that you need. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, the idea crossed uh, my mind uh, then and over the years, we just started uh, planning, you know, laying it out, designing products, because a lot of the stuff in our trailers are one of a kind. Uh, they're prototypes, uh, you know, 
third, fourth, fifth generation prototypes uh, that we've finally gotten to a product that we're extremely proud of. Um, and and the, the idea behind it was, you know, we, we hunt Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, uh, and North Dakota. Uh, so being able to have multiple setups so we can change uh, quickly based on what the birds are doing uh, is kind of what drove all this. Um, it's a it's a very neat product that we're extremely proud of. Uh, very versatile, uh, high quality. Uh, you know, from that standpoint, we're we're building something that you're not going to tear up in a year and we start that based on the the infrastructure of those trailers you know they're, they're definitely uh, not your typical trailers so we address all those things uh, that uh, you know you typically can't see with a naked eye that's awesome and, and i was doing a little bit of research just scrolling through y'all's page and stuff and kind of getting a better idea for uh, the show and like, man, it's kind of cool. Like when you Google, you know, waterfowl or goose rig build, it's almost like these people are trying to not necessarily say force a, a square peg in a round hole, but it's almost like the trailers that they're buying are not like you guys, like you guys are specifically targeting, uh, this niche, like people needing a good, reliable, solid platform to go do this and use these trailers, uh, for multiple uses in all, in all facets of, of chasing waterfowl. But it's almost like you'll, you'll see, like, you know, the, the guys at Banded, they'll, they'll run, a, you know, XYZ brand double axle, and, you know, they'll kind of mod it out themselves. But it's almost like that trailer company set out to use that as just a utility trailer, uh, not with waterfowl in mind. So it's almost like it's an afterthought, whereas w what I got from just an outside looking in, the chasing migration trailer is purpose-built, like with an actual purpose that's meant to take abuse and you can kind of dive into that mindset, like, you know, kind of what you guys look at. And I'm sure you're asking clients, you know, what are you going to utilize this for? But it's really cool to see a company jump out, you know, and specialize in that area. It's really cool. You know, the the, the most feedback are, that we've had uh, is from outfitters across the country. Awesome. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we are constantly hearing is you know that they're buying these trailers every year and they're falling apart. Uh, uh, so, you know, structurally, uh, we we address that uh, uh, significantly within the framework, uh, within every aspect of the trailer. Uh, you know, we go so far as uh, man, we jack these trailers up and sell them just for like a, an automobile underneath them. Oh wow. So, you know, we're not only addressing the insides of these trailers, uh, we're addressing the outside because we want longevity. You know, we, we want that guy to, to use that trailer uh, for many years. And, you know, most of our products on the interior are all uh, made from aluminum because we are weight conscious. Uh, so we, we try to keep that in mind on, on everything that we develop. Um, it's all about weight. And, you know, one of the other things, because there, there's a few times every year that I'll end up hunting all by myself. Uh, and so, you know, when we, we started developing all this, that was one of the thoughts is we wanted to make sure that everything that we've done in these trailers uh, 
could be taken down and put back up by a single individual. Oh, man, that's huge because, like, then you're not having to rely on, like, a football team to get in there and move stuff around and, you know. Absolutely. And, and it seems like the organization and the layout, which, you, I mean, you guys can dive into any of this you want. It's just for me seeing some pics and stuff on, on Instagram. But it looks like stuff is super, super, like, blueprinted, laid out, like, for waders, guns, decoys, of course, you know, dog storage. I mean, you guys really, really – I mean, there's a lot of research and thought, I mean, from actual hunters that looks like it's been, you know, put into these trailers and what you're designing. So. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the idea behind this is we're waterfowlers have to deal with enough. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to create a product that hopefully reduces quite a bit of stress uh, in, in that whole process. Uh, we're, we're giving, uh, the, you know, the neat thing about these trailers is they're extremely versatile uh, they can be uh, changed. Uh, you know, we're, we're offering uh, many different levels of placement. Uh, and, and as far as some of the new items uh, we're working on right now that uh, actually will be in a new bill that we're going to start in two weeks uh, is, is going to be really, really cool. Uh, so one of the things, and, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll talk about it. Is, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're, we're creating a, a charging stations inside these trailers. Oh, that's and, awesome. And these charging stations uh, will address your 18-volt uh, hedge trimmers, uh, blowers. Uh, they'll also be charging stations for cell phones uh, as well as 6-volt batteries. And all that will be tied into inverters and, and a 12-volt marine system that's um, attached to this trailer that is recharged by your vehicle as your vehicle's moving. That is awesome. That's a really good idea. Cause I mean, like, especially now, a lot of guys, when they're going hunting, you know, their social media is so big now, obviously. I mean, you got TikTok, Reel, Shorts, Instagram, you know, Rumble, YouTube, it just goes on and on. And all these people are, are wanting to, you know, oh my gosh, like, do my, does my phone have enough battery? I can film some shots of some groups coming in or, you know, your guy running a big camera like myself that has a YouTube channel, you know, I that is like, <laughs> it's almost like, do I have my license, my shells, and my stamp? And then, okay, the next priority is like, do I have my, my camera batteries charged? That's huge, especially out of state. Like, if you're actually out of state flying blind, like, we're, we're about to go to North Dakota and like, you know, T-minus 28 days, and we're taking two rigs, an enclosed trailer, and then meeting another scouting rig out there. So, the biggest thing for me is like we're going to be in the trucks. I mean, sleeping. I mean, we're doing it right, but you know, yeah. charging batteries and stuff is is, is a huge problem. It's huge because you, know? you don't want to invest all that time. And not to say that I'm we're you know obviously content's not the first thing we're going out there for, but I don't want to waste an opportunity to make a couple of videos and and get the content. So yeah, no that that the, the charging station that's awesome and the eighteen volt tools. Oh my gosh! Like if you guys haven't here in this podcast, if you're a goose guy or whatever dry field, you know, whatever. If you haven't, in, you know, ventured into the wireless 18-volt, you know, steel, whatever, Milwaukee, the, the hedge trimmers change your life <laughs> for brushing yeah, panels and blind. Oh, my gosh, dude, it's a lifesaver. It is, no doubt. You know, and some other things on these trailers, because uh, we're, where we're allowed, we're, we're all-day hunters. Uh, we love to you know, be there uh, way before daybreak. And if it's not froze over overnight, there's typically that midday lull 
Yes. Uh, so we, we typically come out and uh, fire the grill up. We hang our hammocks in these trailers. Uh, and we also can put awnings on trailers. Uh, so it's not oh. weathered uh, that you can get under no matter what, you know, if it's misting or a light rain or whatever. Uh, in our personal trailer, uh, we we are college football fanatics. Okay, okay, let's dive down that a little bit. Are you guys, okay, I think I know where you guys are located at, and my guess is you guys are Bulldog fans, MS Bulldog fans. Is that correct, or are you Ole Miss? No. Uh, you know, all of my family for the last, I guess, five-plus generations are uh, all lived in Alabama. So, oh, Alabama know, fans. Okay, I got you. I was born and raised in that in that environment, and and still committed to that today. I completely uh, understand, and you are a strong fan, because buddy, I'm telling you, I, it's been so sad. I was like, dude, come on. Like I was pull. I've been pulling for Bama all year. Not now, of course. I'm in North Georgia, born and raised, diehard Bulldog forever. And uh, man, it's just like I've ne- like in my lifetime. I was born in '92. I have never seen Alabama have uh you know like a struggle rebuilding year like this i'm like dang man i just want to see them do good you know i want to get get them back up to where they were i just hate I, seeing I, it i've been in the lean times <laughs> yeah yeah so, for sure you know, I, I tell people they ask me because you know what uh, why i thought alabama and, and of course i give them some of the back back story behind it but also a great program the first football game i ever remember watching was sitting on my great grandfather's knee in Alabama. Wow! At five years old, so I really never had a choice. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's all I've ever known. So, but look, what was leading up to all that is uh, my brothers uh, hunt with us as well, and and they are as as uh, a big a fanatic about college football as I am. So it's not uncommon for us to to uh, mount a TV uh, toward the back of these trailers and swing it out and hook it up to a hot spot. Oh, my while gosh. We're, while we're grilling uh, to eat lunch, we, we will catch a football, you know, a piece of a football game. So That is so awesome. I mean, that that's that's a whole other level of you don't have to run around and go find like a, you know, place to eat. And a lot of these places, I mean, especially where you're going to hunt these ducks, whether you're out of state or whatever, I mean, there's not, you know, 20 different restaurants on the main drag, normally where you're at. So have that ability to have service, to have a TV. You know, even if you didn't have a TV, at least stream something on your phone and have a grill, like have the ability to do that. And I was going through some pictures just now. I told you guys before the show, I lived in Mississippi uh, through a freight company, and it looks like in this picture there's a hammock, but when I zoomed in on the hammock, which is a great idea, it looks like, I'm, like, so familiar with, like, load bars, L bars, that I could almost puke when I see one because I've had to move, like, a million in my lifetime. But it looks like you guys are utilizing load bars in, in these trailers with these racks in the walls. We are. Uh, that, that horizontal storage system is extremely unique. God, that's uh, so cool. You know, because, uh, look, we have side-by-sides and four-wheelers, uh, you know, and, and have used both over the years. Uh the further we pull, the more uh, we're likely to load a full wheeler and, and not to, to go side by side, uh, which allows us more storage uh, in, inside that trailer. So 
that was where the idea was all was kind of created from was all that dead wasted space yes above it um and, and it can also double there's multiple layers that that thing can be positioned at uh you know a a, a blow up air mattress fits really really well on that thing oh that's uh, a great idea so you you could just about have a queen size bed Gosh, on top of it as well. Yeah, and and, and then that's just a lot of space that a lot of guys, when you know, when well, kind of like we mentioned earlier, like when you're trying to force a trailer that's not designed uh, specifically for this and have all these crazy good storage ideas, it's almost like the first thing guys do is try to install some kind of a, you know, whether they're just using two by fours in like a little lean to deal to try to whether they're trying to wall off decoys, uh, especially a lot of those, a lot of those snow goose guys are kind of sick anyway in the head. So they try to pack like <laughs> their 10,000 decoy spread in a trailer. And then they're trying to also like make a place for guns and gear. So like to see a system that you can literally buy from you guys that comes out. I mean, th- this is an out of the box, do it all Swiss army knife for a waterfowl trailer yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, just, just bring your waders and your jackets. I mean, um, so, you know, so awesome. And I, I've never heard, like, I mean, because a lot of guys, like, and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, like, we took a trip to Oklahoma one year, and we pulled the enclosed trailer, and uh, we had, like, seven guys in a crew cab truck, and it was pretty tight. And so on the way back, the the hunting has kind of, it, it was like Monday through Wednesday was good. Long story short, we decided to come home. Uh, instead of staying and hunting that evening, we just came home at lunch. And I was so wore out. I was like, hey, listen, man, I'm just going to get back here with the dog. I'm just going to sleep in the trailer on the way home. People thought I was crazy, and I don't recommend that. So, like, any, like, DOT or safety people out there, like, <laughs> d- don't worry about that. Like, that, you know, statute limitations or whatever. But I slept in a, just an old, like, I guess it was the buddy we rode down there with or yeah, over there with. He's a big motocross guy, so it was like his quasi, you know, motocross, you know, on the farm <laughs> left under a lean-to trailer. And uh, when we went over those bumps, I got airborne. Like, I was just sleeping on that floor. And, like, me and the dog would just go boom and, like, be mid-floating in the trailer and go right back down. <laughs> and and I rode back there for 15 hours. Now, of course, this is bathroom breaks, gas station stops, what have you. But, uh, I mean, to have a <laughs> – to like, when you guys said load bars and, like, you know, maybe you put your little platform up there with a twin mattress. Like, dude, that is <laughs> – that is an awesome ability. Like, because imagine how much hotel money – that you're saving. I mean, if you're trying to, you know, waterfowl is kind of one of those deals where it's like cry once, buy once, and maybe you invest, you know, your hard-earned money in a trailer like this. You just saved yourself. I mean, what, what what's a hotel now? I mean, with, with inflation, it's like three hundred bucks a night, two fifty. You know, yeah. so you could just sleep in your trailer. Yeah, yeah, especially on these long hunts that we're going to. I mean, if if we're going to North Dakota, this is no this is no two or three day ordeal. No, so. You, you start to look at seven days of hunting, six nights. Heck, that's that's 1200 bucks there for a hotel. Oh, gosh, yeah. Massive savings. And, like, not just waterfowl. I know this is kind of a waterfowl-centered episode, but, I mean, like, me and my dad, we'll take week-long trips to Illinois on a bow tag, I mean, for whitetail. And that's that would be your home base. Like, you know, and people think, oh, I'm not going to pull a trailer for an archery hunt. But, man, you got, you know, saddles, tree stands, maybe you're running a cell camera for the week, trying to figure out a spot. Uh, grill and like you said a tv like you don't you know don't worry about a hotel room you're you're you can pull one with you basically you know we can actually drop uh ac and heat in these things oh my um, gosh that's crazy electrical packages it's just whatever uh you know we 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 make custom trailers 
so whatever the customer wants, if it's achievable, uh, we we will do it. Um, you know, we're working on some things now for uh, some of these outfitters that we've been having discussions with. It's, that's going to be really unique, one-of-a-kind things uh, for, for their storage system in, in these trailers. And um, those, those all that will be out uh, by the spring uh, of the year, so the new year. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline that we're, we're extremely proud of, as well as our current product. Uh, Garrett, t- touch on kind of like how, you know, like the evolution of, you know, people thinking of an enclosed trailer as like a staple piece of equipment that most waterfowl guys, whether you do it for, uh, you know, behind the camera professionally or if you do it with your buddies and you're just tired of lugging stuff in two trucks, kind of like the biggest problem with decoys and everything else we take. But like talk about the progression, like what you guys have seen, like as far as the evolution of utilizing a trailer for, for what we love to do. Yeah, as far as the, the trailer that we offer our products, uh, I think the thing that we uh, are most proud of um, is the versatility of our trailer. Um, but but getting back to the point of how things have kind of evolved, I feel like, you know, looking back years and years ago, maybe maybe the duck hunter was, you know, the guy that set up on maybe a, uh, a body of water, a pond, a lake with, you know, a couple dozen decoys. Um, maybe went and hunted geese with, you know, three or four dozen, some socks, you know, but today you have going back to the outfitters or in, and even more so in your everyday hunter. Um, some of these, these snow spreads are getting, you know, they're running 600, 700 full bodies. Um, yeah, not silhouettes. <laughs> $20,000 spreads. Easy. Oh, easy. You know, and, and, how how can we help you without an enclosed trailer you know just going if you had a truck and a trailer how could you do that and be efficient um and organized and, and keeping your stuff where you want it where you want it to be i'm just not sure how you do it so the trailer that we have offered um are offering now and the product that we're that we're standing behind i, I believe is one of a kind as far as versatility organization and and just a great, well-built product. One that I don't believe um, that you can go, you know, to you can go somewhere else and get this trailer. I believe ours is truly one of a kind. Yes, and and the all and the fact that I'm loving, you know, on the other end of this phone call is also that they can reach out, talk to you guys, you know, pick your brain, and it's not like a, you know, we we have an A B C D trailer, you know, try to make one of these work for your needs. Like it's a truly customized you know, tailor-made deal. I mean, however you want to set up. Yeah, I mean, there's well, there's so many options that we offer. Um, some appeal to some, not to others. You know, you tell us what you want, um, and there's a there's a really good chance we can make that happen for you. So, as far as as far as the trailer, it truly is. It's your trailer. It's what you want it to be. Yeah, that's a that's such a cool. Uh, I, I really think I th- think this is going to take off, especially when guys, you know, when this gets bigger and people hear more about it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be they're going to think chasing migration for their next trailer purchase. So I don't know if you guys can go into it or if you guys have gotten this far or already had feedback. So what what what's like a base trailer, you know, starting out like MSRP or whatever, and then like what what's kind of the ceiling? Like if like if you got a fully decked out, like I guess that's kind of up to the customer, but. You know what? What's what's pricing look like on the base of one of these? 
you know, we, we, right now we have two what we call models. And, of okay. course, we can, we can build off of those. Uh, we're in the process of building out a third model uh, as well. Uh, we, we have a standard model uh, trailer. Now, we can do those in, in 6x12, 7x14s, uh, 7x16s, 720s, 724s. Uh, you know, we, we can go, we like to go seven. Uh, I really don't like building trailers shorter than seven feet tall. Uh, okay. Cause it, you know, it, it, they're, they're the weight gain. Uh, there's a little bit more wind drag, uh, but the weight gain is minimal and, and the, the space that you gain is just unbelievable, uh, with, with the extra. Uh, what we're doing now is we're we're starting to build some seven and a halves, uh, which is really really cool uh, for uh, the outfitters uh, and and people that you know are going to travel multi-state. Uh, you know, you we were talking earlier about versatility. Well, you're you're in the same situation when 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 we go to another state to hunt you. You have some preconceived ideas of what you think you need, uh, but when you get there, you can always game, have more stuff. Always, yeah, <laughs> always. That game changes quickly. You can't react. So we we try to make sure that uh, you know we have multiple setups of equipment in that trailer. So if the birds change, if they start behaving differently, uh, if they're not doing what we had anticipated. Uh, we we can quickly adjust and turn what would have been maybe uh, a bad day uh, into a successful one. Oh, and it's yeah. hard to do that when you're putting that in the back of your truck. You know, you, you oh, just can't. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, e- even some of the boys I hunt, uh, we we really pound the early geese up in uh, the Middle Tennessee area, and and every time it's like he. My, my buddy Jake, shout out Jake Ware, he just kind of crossed over from really utilizing silos to full bodies, which is a huge financial leap in decoys for most guys that haven't ventured into that. It's a huge commitment. And uh, he's he's finding now that with it's a super high-pressure area and just small, more realistic spreads he's finding more success with. But that also comes with, you know, like dive bomb, big owls, whatever, you know, name the silhouette company. But, I mean, you you can throw – you know, 20 dozen in the bed of a Tacoma and roll out. And they got a bag and you're not really worried about it. Well, when you start getting more than like 10 full bodies, I mean, you're you're looking back there in the rear view going, oh, my God, did that speed bump dump out one of my $200 decoys? You know, so it's a super right. huge piece of mind thing just to have a trailer like that to lock yeah. them up. We, um, the difference in getting back to the trailer models, we, we you know, a typical trailer for us is, is seven wide, seven tall. 16 foot long uh with a v-nose uh we we build eight and a half wides as well of the 24 feet long uh but the the standard models you know come with 3500 pound axles uh they have metal skins on the outside they're all one piece roofs they're not this crimped stuff so you know we we Everything that we've done to these trailers, we're, we're trying to make sure that they last uh, for a, an extended period of time. Our standard model uh, has a whole list of accessories as far as the interior. Uh, that trailer runs about 18750 
okay. uh, fully equipped. The premium model, we're putting 5,200-pound axles under it. Uh, we're uh, going up uh, with a, a .080 material on the skins, uh, as well as uh, a bunch of other uh, upgrades. You know, all of our floors are treated wood. Uh, even though we seal uh, the interior and exterior, you know, we go so far as uh, uh, sealing the tongs on these trailers. Uh, wow. they, you don't get them with a the regular paint on them. Uh, all of our trailers come with extended tongs. They're all 60 inches. Uh, we don't, you, you've seen enclosed trailers. It looks like the, the, the tongs on those things are 24 inches out. Yeah, know? that's what I was about to say. I've never seen one with you utilizing that. Is that something to help with the tongue weight or, or is there a, like, what's the idea Not behind tongue that? Weight. It, it's, you know, trying to keep that person that just bought one of these trailers from putting their bumper through the uh, V-nose. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I got you. Know, you. Maneuverability, because we, uh, you know, we, we run up down interstates, yes, but we get in some pretty gnarly places with these trailers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to give, you know, a, a little more maneuverability uh, for everyone. Uh, we, we've tried to think of every way possible to make the waterfowl hunter's life easier in relation to these trailers and the way they're set up. Oh, yeah. No, it sounds like literally you guys have left no st stone unturned, like really super, super detailed. I mean, even that, like going back to what you just said on the construction of the tongue and making sure it's it's sealed, it's long enough. Uh, and, and having a longer tongue, prop, like like you just said, super uh, influences the drivability of it, which is if, if, you know, this may be some guys' first ever trailer, like experience, like hooking up and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, making it easier to drive and, and less chance to uh, – to, uh, uh, Pinching at the bumper is super super cool. So I mean, it sounds like do you guys have like a like a manufacturing background or engineering background? Like how did uh how, how did this come about? Like do you guys have a background in this kind of thing already? Or you know, I've been uh, I've been farming for gosh forty years or more. Uh, wow, been in the manufacturing background uh, and absolutely love hunting. So. You know, the, all this started with, uh, hey, we'd really like to build one of these, you know, for us. And we we just bought one off a lot uh, years ago. And we started looking for things to put in it. And I'll just be honest with you, uh, everything I saw uh, was subpar yeah uh, i know what or, you mean or, or, or not available uh you know our, our waiter hangers you can literally do chin-ups on them wow uh, in those trailers they're they're not coming down and they're made out of aluminum uh but it's the way we built them uh so you know trying to uh, just go through and and the vast majority of things you see in that trailer other than the e-track uh, are all thought, uh, drawn out, built by us. Uh, and then most everything's, you know, third, fourth generation. Yeah, so, like, that that's the perfect, like, I love that story. Cause you, so you guys went with what was out there, you know, kind of deconstructed it, you know, using high quality, you know, obviously made in America, and just are kind of rolling with it. And I, I think that's a... 
that's the beauty of it. I love stuff like that. You know, businesses getting started that way. I think that's, you know, you found a market that needed uh, definitely some improvement, and I think it's. I think y'all are killing it so far. Garrett, do you guys have like a? You got like an LED lighting package or anything like that so far? No lighting and waterfowl goes hand in hand. You know, there's all these side companies that make these crazy two mile long headlights and you know light bars, and people are kind of rigging up their stuff. It, are, are they like pre wired? Do you guys have like a lighting package you guys are offering? So, some of the wiring does come pre wired from manufacturer. Um, oh, as cool. far as the, the inside, uh, the lights on the inside, we are using four foot LED strips, um, are pretty standard for us. It's four LED strips, but man, if you want more, we can do more. Um, on the back, we have two LED cubes for loading lights. Um, if you wanted bigger loading lights or, or more loading lights or whatever you wanted, we can make it happen. But as far as, um, LEDs in general, uh, yeah, it, it's the best light on the market and one that you know, we have been very proud of up to date. And um, and going back to that, you can't have too much light, you know. Never. It's, it's stuff <laughs> the trailer. Yep. The stuff that we're putting in it. So, yeah, if there's ever a, a thing that you want more or need more or if you want to go bigger, you know, there's a lot of people, bigger they can go, the happier they are. We can make it happen. That that's a really good thing you said right there. So like I, I have a background. I sold tractors and bobcats for a couple of years. Take a break from the car business, and uh, it was almost like I had this conversation daily with people that had never been around tractors, which probably where, where you guys are from and live, like it's probably unheard of. Most people would be familiar with that kind of stuff. Uh, but like here in, in like Dalton, Georgia, there's not a lot of ag. There's like some hay fields and stuff. So it's very common for somebody to be like, yeah, I want my first tractor. I'm doing a food plot or whatever. So they have a ton of questions. Well, my, my biggest thing was before we go down this road, which is kind of what you guys encounter maybe with a first time trailer buyer or maybe a waterfowl guy that's getting into this and legit getting a trailer by you guys is uh, wouldn't you rather sell him something you know, bigger and let him grow into it versus, I mean, cause I told people the same thing. I was like, I don't want to sell you this. You know, you ask them the acreage or they're working or whatever the case is. And I'm like, I'd rather sell you this tractor. Cause I don't want you to come back a year from now and go, damn, I should have got the 40 horse. You know what I mean? So it's almost right. like you're kind of, you know, you're, you're definitely asking those kind of questions. Is that, are you guys finding that true in the, in the trailer game too, as well? Yeah, yeah we are. And, and, you know it too, as far as duck hunting, goose hunting, waterfowl hunting in general. Um, you acquire stuff. And you can fill a trailer up pretty quickly. Um, so if you're if you're ever in question, you know we ask what your what your purpose is and what you're doing it for. But if you're ever in question on sizes, we do encourage the bigger one because we know through experience you're going to find something to put in that trailer to take up that space. Yes, and and also just totally non-related. Like if you're having to, you know, guys schmooze over the wife over uh, investing in one of these badass trailers, you know, let her know like this isn't a one one uh, one trick pony. Like we can, you know, go to yard sales. We can buy like antique furniture. This thing we can pick up stuff. We can move stuff with it. So I mean, obviously it's a trailer at the end of the day, but you know, sneak sneak it in there, schmooze her up, and get you, get you one of these trailers on order because it sounds like it's they're freaking killer. Yeah, that's we're, right. we're we're working on some things to uh, to add versatility to, to these trailers during the off season as well. Uh, for anybody that likes to canoe or kayak, or a lot of these uh, individuals do these mud rides and things of that nature on the weekends as well. So, 
Oh, yeah, and kind of going back to what we first talked about, uh, Joey, about the guys that run dogs in the summer. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest, huge things that trainers and dog owners alike look out for is, you know, it's tough to run a dog, especially here, you know, in the southern states. It gets super, super hot in the humidity. So dog safety is probably number one. And uh, not always throwing them in the pond is the best idea and not going to cool them down as good. So like you guys said, outfitting one of these things with an AC and having the, the load floor open and maybe some bags of ice in there, you could take this to a dog, you know, with multiple dogs and have kennels in there, whatever. And, yeah. you know, maybe y'all take a break for lunch, running trials, and boom, you got an AC place for your dog. He comes back out refreshed, and everybody else's dog's having to sit in the, you know, the truck try, to try to cool down. So that's a just one more of the thousand things you could do with this thing, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So so tell us about, you guys got any, uh, you kind of led into like, any kind of crazy cool projects coming up for, you know, duck season? I know we're about to kick off. Uh, guys have already gotten into the teal and early goose season mode, but, you know, anything as far as like big projects coming down the pipe for chasing migration or? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're developing a, a, uh, a third model uh, that's going to be geared toward outfitters uh, in particular. Uh, so we're, we're developing a lot of new products and prototypes for, uh, to service their needs, uh, and, and at the same time, we're we're still uh, we probably have I don't know six or eight uh, new items that uh, we're we're developing as we speak uh, for for the uh, uh, the waterfowl hunter that doesn't necessarily you know uh, hunt sixty two sixty three days a year. So that's awesome. And I was kind of I didn't have a whole lot of time at work. Uh, like I mentioned, it was kind of the last day of the, the month for, well, last weekend of the month for us is kind of a, like a rat show, Mickey Mouse show up there trying to get stuff done and deals closed out. But so like, what's the best way for like, say a guy's, you know, here's the show or sees you on social media. What's kind of the best way to, to get in contact? You guys got a, a website built out with a trailer builder or, you know, do they need to reach out to you directly? Kind of what, what's the best uh, avenue for a guy to get a hold of you guys? They can reach out to us directly. Um, uh, we are in the process of developing a website as we speak. Uh, I'm hoping that thing is uh, completed and, and up and running by uh, the end of October. Oh wow! Uh, so that's the, so so that, that that's another big announcement is a brand new website. Yeah, it is. It is definitely coming. Uh, right now, we're just primarily on on the social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Uh, our our you know we uh our email anyone can reach us at uh either joe at chasingmigration.com or sales at chasingmigration all one word uh dot com and chasing is without the g yep that, that's i won't have to change that in the title i think i added a g just out of out of a. Uh spelling that word forever but so like one of the i mean obviously you guys are probably way ahead of this uh as far as like having social media and stuff but like guys love seeing like quick short 10 minute youtube walkthroughs of like a complete trailer build or like going through the steps of you know this is what we do here at this station this is this like i'm like i'm sure you guys would have a huge success mm -hmm. if you if you do you guys have a youtube channel just yet or but it's in the works now uh and it's the videos there they uh, are starting to be recorded now. Oh, that's awesome! That's, those will be those will be hitting pretty soon. 
that that's really cool because I mean obviously like you know people would probably want it that are local enough you know would probably come to you know wherever you guys either shopped at or showroom or whatever you got it set up and see them but you know for a customer that's in you know Panhandle Texas or Kansas or you know like we're going to go to North Dakota they, they you know those walkthrough videos I'm you know I'm definitely pay for themselves over time <laughs> for sure right, right. Pe- people love that stuff that's kind of like one of my top five reasons i love waterfowl kind of probably like you guys too it sounds like I, I just love gear i love everything about that aspect like new you know it's like a kid and his toys i mean new trailer new dog you know wh- whatever the case may be i love i love that aspect of it so yeah i know i know selfishly i'd love to see a walkthrough video of one of the trailers because these pictures okay. look look crazy so i'd love to see the features and the how-tos i think that'd be That'd be awesome. Well, well, guys, I mean, if you you got a let, let's kind of end it on a on a cool note. Like, you guys got any kind of crazy Mississippi duck hunting stories from last year or years past that we can showcase on the show? Uh, not, I mean, to be honest with you, we both feel, and many many of the people that we hunt with do feel like that the Mississippi flyway is is tending to to shift a little bit westward. Um, right. So the, the term that we hunt in Mississippi is we do get those hunts in, but we spend a lot of time in Arkansas, Missouri, and, and chasing birds a little further west than us. Um, so, yeah, the, the Mississippi hunts, those those are they can be very good, but they can also be a little frustrating. So we do spend a good bit of time out on the road, you know, getting our scouting in and, and chasing chasing birds oh yeah and, and on top of that when you're traveling you're getting to literally test and research on the the trailers you're building because i'm sure you're toting those and you know checking those out so did you guys have did, did you guys have, have any barrel burners last year like where, where did you guys go yeah we had yeah we had some really good hunts last year i, I remember i mean we, we've chased birds and and timber in arkansas and, and we've had you know four and five mans of green before eight eight thirty that morning those are always good mornings um we've got in I remember. I think it was this past year in Southeast uh, Missouri. We had we had a five man by seven forty five one morning. That bird oh, just wanted man. to be where we were, and we put in we put in the time and the effort to scouting, and, and that's really when it when it all comes together. You know, you really enjoy it when you put the work in, and the, and that hunt really pays off for you. Gosh, um, yeah, dude. When it all just culminates, and they read the script, and- it does backpedaling exactly. at 15 man it's that's right it doesn't get any it, it literally doesn't get any better than that joey i want to hear a cool old school duck hunt story man man I, i'll tell you uh one of the there's three moments in my life uh that that i'll always remember okay and one of them was uh hunting with a guy by the name of david stark in in arkansas and and david is a a champion of champions duck caller uh, has since retired, but we uh, I sat there that morning uh, with David and, and some friends of mine and, and a timber hole, and and I watched him work five levels of ducks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in, in, a, in a tornado funnel and setting those birds in that hole. And that was probably one of the coolest things uh, that that I've ever witnessed. And and you know we've all got favorite stories about duck hunting. I mean, we've been in in some some really huge feeds uh, that were really really cool. But it, that particular those moments wasn't about killing birds. It was about seeing something that I had never seen before. Exactly. And, and just kind of. Um, 
just taking it in, you know. Uh, there's nothing better for me than watching the sunrise. That is probably my favorite moment of each and every day. Yes, and that is something that I, that would be our number one tip going into the the twenty three twenty four waterfowl season for guys that maybe just getting into it, whatever, maybe been doing it for a long time, like Garrett Joey. You know, don't don't worry about you know you don't have to. Social media is cool, but don't go out there for those reasons. Sit back there, put the phone away, turn it on silent. Heck, turn it on airplane mode. And uh, mm-hmm. just sit there and literally, like Joey, that's a great advice, man. Sit there and enjoy the sunrise. Because literally, like, okay, so ye- yesterday for me, just personal note, was the anniversary of my granddad passing. And tough day. He was a big hunter, big influence in my life. And, you know, you just sit back. And I'm 31 years old and, you know, not super old, but, you know, have hunted with him and dad for a long time. And, man, you just you just never know. Like, you're, you're not promised another one. So you might as well sit there and literally live it up, dude, with your buddies with the boys, with your dad, granddad. Never turn down a hunt with your dad. That's a great advice I've always gotten growing up. And, uh, man, taking in the sunrise. Something as simple as that, icing on the cake, dude. Icing on the cake. Absolutely. Well, well, guys, dude, seriously, I, I loved having you all on. I, I really I wish you the absolute best of luck, and I think this is going to be huge. I think the more that this gets out there and you guys get the website, the YouTube rolling – I mean, it's literally a no-brainer. Like like just what you said, Joey and Garrett, in the beginning of the show, when you go out there and you get on the market, like Facebook Marketplace, you go to some of these manufacturers, you know, you can buy a trailer and you can put all this other money into it, or they can come to you and get a Made in America quality product that's thought out by people that hunt. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a one-stop shop, it sounds like. so. Yeah, that's going, you know, Facebook marketplace manufacturer, like you were saying, you know, you can, you can pretty it up. You can put whatever you want on the inside, but you know, we, you still have a, uh, average trailer. Um, if, if you're going to spend the money, you know, you do it right. Um, and, and that's a trailer. Our trailer is done right from, from screw to screw. It's, it's well built. Um, and you're going to have a hard time finding another trailer out there that's built as good as ours. Yep, and and it's it's just like a lot of stuff in this game, man. I know a lot of guys start out with what they can afford and move up, but I mean, you guys, you you got guys walking through Buckbrush with you know six hundred dollar Sitka jackets, toting eighteen hundred dollar Benelli with a thirty thousand dollar duck boat, and you can't tell me that you know a guy that actually you know at, well some of these guys that make a living like you know get that trailer. And you may not have to buy one for several years. I mean, you know, beat the crap out of it, use it, and, you know, you got to pay to play, and you buy once, cry once. That's kind of the – it's kind of a tough mentality to get into, but once you – really, I mean, it, there's a huge benefit to that. Buy, buy American-made, buy quality stuff from good people like you, and uh, buy it once and be done with it. <laughs> for sure. Well, guys, again, thanks for tuning in to the Part-Time Hunter. If you guys want to go check them out, obviously just shoot them a DM. Very, very reachable. You're talking to the owner, father and son team right there. So shoot them a question. Obviously, get your trailer from tip to tail any way you want it. Chasing Migration Trailers without the G. And uh, go follow them on, on Instagram. Again, go check out the Part-Time Hunter podcast on Instagram, the YouTube channel, Mojo Buck Productions. We've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. That second split's about to close for us, so October 11th and 12th, we're going to be back up there pounding those local geese, trying to get on them again, guys. So going to have videos coming for you. And uh, that's episode 34, boys. Go check, go check them out. Go follow them. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one.